So we got Batman up here. That's good. I, uh, my name is Gary. I'm the worship leader here at Redemption Chapel. Been here for almost eight years. So that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, I have two kids, and they are uh, not middle school. I have one high schooler and one adult. So um, just curious. I, I'm actually really curious. So middle school... How many are for, are in the Stowe schools or the school? Okay, quite a bit. Kaga Falls. So my kid, my kids are Black Tigers, so I'm Black Tigers. That's good. Excellent. All right, Talmadge. Cool. Who? What am I missing? CBCA. CBCA. All right. Cool. Awesome. Good deal. So I heard some. I heard some of you guys, and, and, and I, I want to tell you that I won't, I won't take too long, so thanks for, you know, paying attention while I talk. You guys are always great. I've been here a few times. You guys are always awesome about that and paying attention, and, but I won't keep you too long tonight, but I just have, have a cool, cool word from, from uh, Scripture for you. Before we get into that, uh, I heard some of you talking about wanting to get drinks. You know, I heard somebody came up and was like, can I get some drinks? I was like, I don't know. I don't work here. I don't know what's going on. But uh, that's kind of what I want to start off talking about, like drinks. So, like, when you get thirsty, I'm just curious, just shout it out. What is your, like, go-to drink? Good. All right. Mine is, mine is this, look. LaCroix or LaCroix or I don't know how you pronounce that. But I want to talk about real quick, some of you may not know um, when it comes to drinks. We're going to talk, just real quick, I want to talk about healthy and unhealthy drinks. So I'm going to put these on the screen, see, see if some of you uh, look at these. So you got Starbucks, Frappuccino. You got McDonald's, you got Dunkin' Donuts. All right, chill for a sec, just for a second. Hear, hear me out, all right? Hear me out. Shh. All right. So uh, we got these three drinks. I wanted to see if you could guess, and don't shout it out because you guys are off the chain tonight. So, uh, but just kind of to yourself, just think, okay, which one of those would be, uh, have the most sugar in them? And just think about that for just a second, all right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the answer up there. And here's the answer, Dunkin' Donuts. I was surprised by that quite a bit more, quite a bit more. But these would, these would be considered unhealthy drinks. All right, chill out, listen to me for just a second. These, these would be unhealthy drinks. Now, a lot of you said, when I said, uh, what do you drink? I heard a lot of you say water, and that's good. Yeah, you want to drink, drink your water. Uh, but tonight we're going to look at a story from the Gospel of John, chapter 4. And we're going to look at water, but we're going to look at what we call the living water. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through this story. And it's several verses, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to streamline it. So you just got to pay attention. You got to hang with me. If you're going to hang with me, give me a big thumbs up right now, all right? Just hang with me and pay attention, and I'm going to lead us through this. But tonight we're going to talk about worship. I'm the worship arts director here at the church, so usually they bring me in to talk about worship because I talk about that a lot, but uh, we're going to talk about worship and, 
And we're going to talk about what that means. And really, in the bigger context of it, we're going to talk about worship, which is more than Sunday. Because, you know, worship is, is definitely synonymous with what we do on Sunday. I mean, that's in my title. That's what I do on Sundays is I get in front of our church and I lead them in worship. You know, which, which is an awesome thing. We get to do that each and every week. But what we want to talk about tonight is something that's more than that. More, more than Sunday. So, when, and, and I want to say this. Uh, when you talk about Sunday, how many, how many love to worship on, at church on Sunday? How many love to do that? It's a wonderful thing. And I am a big proponent of it. Obviously, so those are all good things, but what we're going to talk about tonight is that there's something more than that, and it's actually, you know, what we do on Sundays is corporate, it's what we do when we gather, but what we're going to talk about tonight is something that's personal, something that's, that's personal to you, and that's what the idea of more than Sunday is all about. So if you, if you worship on Sunday, and that, that's good, but if that's all you do when it comes to worship then you're really not experiencing the fullness of worshiping God and what he's looking for, which is actually a real, real personal thing. So let me do this. Let's pray real quick before we get into the word and just ask God to uh, ready our hearts and minds for it tonight. Thank you, Lord, for a chance to, uh, man, just to read your word, to hear from it. I pray that you'll just calm our spirits ready our hearts, clear our minds that we can uh, just be very attentive to what you're going to say to us tonight through, <clears throat> through your word. So we pray for that and thank you for it. It's in your name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. So we're going to look at a story from John chapter 4. And <clears throat> before we get into that, uh, I want to give you the context because like John chapter 1 through 3, there's this buzz going around about Jesus. It's this buzz of Jesus growing, like, man, who is this guy? And then in John chapter 4, what happens is the Pharisees, the religious establishment of the day, uh, they, they start showing that they're threatened by Jesus. And that's what we're going to pick up uh, in this story. So I'm going to give you some scriptures that we'll look at <clears throat> fairly quickly tonight, so you just got to hang with me. But in the first few verses, uh, we see this idea that the Pharisees are threatened by Jesus, and it says uh, that when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John. So we see the Pharisees trying to find faults with Jesus. Uh, he scared them. Jesus uh, asked questions and challenged everyone's thinking. I think about like Abraham Lincoln. We're getting ready to celebrate Martin Luther King Day. You know, th those kind of guys in throughout history, they threatened the establishment. And that's what Jesus did. And and, and those, those people were killed for that. And Jesus was also crucified. And the religious establishment, the Pharisees, were definitely threatened by Jesus. Then verse 4 through 8 says, So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. And then it goes on to say, There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Jesus we, we see here he asked for help. It's kind of interesting, right? It shows the humanity of Jesus. He was, he was weary. That's, that's the humanity of Jesus right there. And he asked a Samaritan uh, for, for help, for a drink, which is kind of a huge deal uh, in this time. And we're going to talk about that here 
in just a second as we look at the next scripture. Then it goes on. Verse 9, how is it that you, a Jew, so this is the woman talking to Jesus, that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? And what we see here in this scripture is the racial prejudice that existed between the Jews and the Samaritans. So this is a big deal right now that Jesus is crossing those lines. And then we go to verse 10 through 15. We see kind of the story unfold. Everyone, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. This is Jesus talking to the, to the Samaritan woman. After he gets, he's showing, he's showing an illustration here. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty forever. Now this is kind of what I was talking about at the, at the beginning. We talk about when we're thirsty. We, there's certain things that we want. Jesus shows this lady, hey, here's some water. You're going to drink this. You're going to be thirsty again. That's the way it works. But the water, the living water that I have to give you, it causes us to never thirst again. So think about that. We're going to hang here for just a second. You know, we think about life. There's things we want, right? We just got past Christmas. There's things we want, things that will make us happy. And then we get those things, and we want more what? More things, right? There's always something. I remember when I was your age, late 80s, there was, or I guess probably early 90s, but there was something called a Nintendo that came out. The first Nintendo. No, 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 way before that. The Nintendo, the first one. And I went to my dad and I said, I, can you please get me the Nintendo? And he's like, son, why, why do you want that? He goes, in a year there's going to be something better that's going to come out. You're going to want that. And, then, and, I, and this is what I said to him. I said, nothing will ever be better than this. It will never get better. It, it got better. All right, it got, got way better. So that's the, way, that's the way we can be in life. We can want things. Uh, and then we can, then we'll still want things. We'll get those things. We still want them. Uh, we long for a better life, always. We ask God for happiness. We ask God for friends, for popularity. And what Jesus is saying is, you can have all that, but I got something that's way better. And what we see in the story is, you know, he's he's showing this woman this water. It, it, quenches your thirst for a little bit, but I've got living water, and you'll never thirst again. Jesus offers more. What we see here is this woman, she didn't even know what she was missing until Jesus showed it to her. So in the next passage, verses 16 through 20, uh, what we see is her response. She said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. And what we see here is she's starting to try to figure out who this, this guy is. Who is Jesus? And Jesus is revealing his deity by revealing her sin. And she starts seeing who he is. And the next passage, then he really gets into it. And he says, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And right here we see her, uh, Jesus leading her in worship. And then... In the closing passages for tonight, it says, Jesus said to her, 
I who speak to you am he. And this is him revealing himself continually that he is the way, he is the life, he is the truth. And then what happens is she goes on to believe this and she believes in Jesus and then she goes on to tell others about Jesus. So that's a real streamlined um, version of this story in John chapter 4. So, so what do we see here? Well, as a worship leader, when I look at this story, I see something that may, maybe others don't see. And what I see is Jesus being a worship leader. That's what I see in that, in that moment. And he's not leading his song. He's not leading her in a song, but he's actually leading her to make right decisions. He's, he's leading her to live her life and give her life to Jesus, which is what we're talking about. This idea that it's this worship that he's leading her in is more than Sunday. It's more than Sunday. So for us, let me ask you the question, and this is a time where you can really kind of maybe jot down some notes because I want to give you some practical things to take away tonight. So for us, what does it look like to worship God in a way that's more than Sunday? You know, more than just the singing and more than just the gathering, but what does it look like for you, you think about yourself, to worship in a context that's more than Sunday? And I, when I was writing this, I was kind of like, okay, what, what can I give uh, these kids tonight to take away? And it really, I just looked at our walls in our church and I, I saw the answer. It's, it's, it's very simple, and it's called no, grow, and go. That's, what, that's, what, that's worshiping God in a way that's more than Sunday. So, no. The first thing is no. Know God personally. This woman got to know Jesus, and it completely changed her life. And that's what happens to us. We get to know Jesus. We get led to Jesus. And someone has told us about Jesus. We believe in Jesus, and we get to know him. And it, it's a personal thing, and it changes our life, and everything is different. That's the first thing. And then we talk about grow. When we grow in relationship with Jesus, we do this by taking in that living water that we talked about. We don't, we don't grow just on a Sunday. We grow in a personal way throughout the week in our decisions and the way we act, the way we think, the way we treat everybody. That's where our growth starts to come into play. When we take in the living water, Jesus told her that, the, that, that God the Father is looking for worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth. So all of our passions and, and making sure we live a life with a right heart and right integrity. That's a more than a Sunday thing. And then go. We know, we know God. We know him personally. We grow in our faith. And then it doesn't stop there. Then we go. We go advance his kingdom. This woman took her belief, and she didn't stop right there. She didn't say, I know God. I believe in you. Now I'm going to grow, and I'm going to learn more about you. And she didn't just stop right there. She's like, I'm going to go tell other people about it. That's what we see carried out in the story. This woman took her belief, and then she went on to tell others about it. Before she met Jesus... The Samaritan woman wasn't truly worshiping God. Think about that. Before she had the living water, she wasn't truly worshiping God. She needed the living water before she could pour out her worship.
worship. She had to be filled up with the living water before she could even pour out her praise. Before she could make the right decisions. Before she could have a better attitude. Before she could make worship more than Sunday. She needed the living water. She needed to know Jesus. And so do we. So tonight, you're hearing about making worship a more than a Sunday activity. And I'm here to tell you, before you can worship, you need to know God. Before you can give God praise, before you can give it, you've got to receive his promise. It starts with knowing him. Romans 10 said, everyone who calls on him will be, will be saved. Everyone who, who calls on me will know me. And it goes on in the, in the New Testament, talks about the, the idea that no one can even say Jesus is the Lord without the Spirit. And that, that only comes by knowing, knowing the Lord. So when we see this story and we see the idea of worship being more than a Sunday thing, we look at this woman at the well and we see that she needed to know she needed to grow and she needed to go. And that's what we need to do as well. And deep in this story is one of the most profound statements probably in the Bible. And it's the idea that Jesus is like, this is the kind of worshipers that the Father is seeking. And when, I, when he said that, if I'm there, I'm going to be like leaning in. Like, okay, wh what kind of worshipers does the Father want? And he says those that worship in spirit and in truth. So I want to leave, with, leave you with that tonight. I hope that you guys can have some nice discussion time to, th to think about that, to look at your life, and to say, how can I worship the Lord in spirit and in truth? Not just on Sunday, but Monday through Sunday, and on and on and on. So that's the goal. All right? Well, let me pray for you all, and I'll be praying that you guys have an awesome discussion tonight as you uh, dive back into this story. Thank you, Lord, for your word and for the truth of it. Thank you for this time that we get to, to hear it. And I pray for every person in this room that they'll have a meaningful conversation as they leave this place tonight. And, Lord, I pray that if, you, if anyone's, uh, man, just feeling you tug at their heart about anything, that they will surrender their life to you tonight, Lord. And we thank you for what you're going to do. It's in your name we pray. Amen.